Cameron Lazy's episode number 24.1. We're not counting that last one, are we, guys? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we're counting it. I don't Personally. know where you're getting this 24.1 from. This is just what you advised me before <laughs> started, you devil. Look, I have been through the ringer, okay? I have been to the Iowa caucuses, <laughs> which has the same weight uh, if you were, like, in 1920, like, I was in the trenches on the front line at the Ardennes, or wherever they fought, the Flanders Fields. In 1920? Yeah, you're they talk- weren't. Nobody was. Well, no, no, you're talking as a memory of the war. Oh, I see. God damn it! You can't semantics me today, Aaron. I don't I'm, have it in me. Well, that's why that it's the perfect time win. to attack. Yeah. I've been to Iowa City. I'm a veteran of the caucuses. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So, look, Duke basketball is what this podcast is about. It's true. I'm Shane Ryan. I'm here with Ariana Ely and Aaron. Aaron. No last no name. No last name, but we can say his wife's last name now. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we can definitely say my <laughs> wife's last name. That was my understanding of the yeah. deal. Wait, wait, her name is Nameless Wife, so her last name is Wife. Okay, yes. got it. Yeah. Um, cool. So we're back. Uh, I do want to say a thousand and one apologies for our lack of recording. We didn't record after the Pitt game. We did not record after the Syracuse game, uh, except for that little uh, interlude with my daughter, which we're we're counting as a. Partial episode. A partial episode. For cute. Well, it's, it's canon, but we're going to resume uh, the number counting with this one because personally, when I get to milestone episode number twenty-five, I want it to be real. It'll okay. also work out that episode now, episode twenty-five, will be post Duke UNC round uh, one. Oh, good, good, good. So, but I have a question for Ariana. Yes, Ariana, where did you go today? Me? Yeah, where did you go? Why, why, this morning I went to the gym and I lifted some weights. You didn't go to the Dunkin' Donuts? I, I did not go to the Dunkin' Donuts. Or to the bank? Oh, no, nor the bank. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Was that the two places? That was the two Those places. Those were okay. the two places. I, I remembered it. Where she went yesterday. And it was the and same, it was the same, same, same story. Is that, yeah, is that well, what you do every day, that's Shane? What I was, no. That's what I was trying to get, uh, uh, get at was, do you go to the Dunkin' Donuts and the bank every day? If so... What, uh, are you, what are you getting at Dunkin' Donuts, and are you making uh, withdrawals or deposits? Or deposits? Withdrawing six dollars. Six dollars. <laughs> are you to going to, to Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts? Donuts. <laughs> are there any kids in the hall? Fans in the house? No, no, no. Uh, there's a there's it's a Canadian. sketch where uh, Dave Foley played this very neurotic character who had a list, and he's like, "I have eleven things to do today," <laughs> and he would be kidnapped, and like the worst things would befall him. <laughs> but he'd like run out of the car to go to the bank, and he'd be like, "I have ten things to do today." That's me every single day. I have two things to do today. I go to the Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts, Donuts and the go bank, to the bank, and that's it. All right. Um, nice. Well, now we know. <laughs> I like that order. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes are, donuts I go and get and a French crawler <laughs> and then I walk up to the teller window and place it in <laughs> and walk away. They have never caught me. <laughs> they scream and yell, but I'm always out. Uh, and I yell, "Time Lord. for my deposit." Okay, a uh, little bit, a uh, little bit of uh, of stuff to catch up with, my friends. Yeah. So, where to begin, Aaron? You have a notebook full of observations, I believe, from Pittsburgh, from Syracuse. Yeah, they're only, but they're just observations about about you. Please. He was watching you the whole time you were away. The whole time. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting outside the house, <laughs> sketching notes, uh, tracking the trips to the Dunkin' Donuts and to the uh, and the, to the bank. The bank. Um, <clears throat> no, I, so the uh, we've got three games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three games to recap. I totally forgot we played Syracuse between Pitt and now, for the record. Yeah. Um, the Syracuse game was fun. Um, I actually think all of these games were fun in their own ways. Yeah. Because we did things poorly in all of them, and yet we won, won. all of them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think there's something 
it's it's not so much that it's the we can beat you in so many ways, but it's like we can not lose because yeah. of so many things that we do. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's that, that's kind of my general observation about the three. Um, and now, Shane, I'm on your side about these are the games to win, mm-hmm. right? Rather than to yes. mess around with stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so the paramount, you know, the 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 idea here uh, is I'm glad that we won all three under tough circumstances. Yeah, I agree with that. Th- this one, the Boston College game, obviously the narrative is going to be that it was an ugly game mm-hmm. because it was. Um, what, 24-21 at the half. Uh, Duke finished one for 15 from three, um, only to a be... whopping 6.7%. Yep, Woo. and then BC absolutely scorched us by shooting double that, uh, two for 18, 11.1%. I do have to wonder if that's the worst combined three-point shooting effort in an NCAA Division One game. Uh, it's got to be up there because that is truly abysmal. Uh, but yeah, so look, a game like that where you don't hit many threes to come out with a win is really good. Uh, probably a little lucky that BC was cold, but I do think our defense was good. And yeah, alluding to what you were saying, Aaron, I think it, there was a put up or shut up moment in this game. And Boston College is not a great team, but it was nice to see that we had our guys step up. Joey Baker did really well. Mm-hmm. Trey did really well. So did Delorier. So yeah, like, Jav stepped up. Yeah, Jav was good. Uh, he made the big bu- uh, bucket toward the end when uh, at the end of the shot clock when Trey fed him. Yep. So, yeah, it was good. It, these are the games you have to win. Uh, Ariana and I were talking. Uh, Louisville looks really good right now. They're 10-1 and one in conference. Florida State only has two losses. Luckily, they do have to play each other mm-hmm. again. We don't get Louisville again. So it's the kind of thing where... I, as somebody who cares about the ACC regular season crown, I don't think you can lose another mm-hmm. game before Louisville does. Not because I don't think Louisville could lose two more games. They definitely could. But the math gets really hard at that point when you're two games behind them. So we're keeping pace. Three tough games, we're keeping pace. And also, uh, you know, I think winning is contagious. And I think these are the kinds of things that that do bear dividends later on in the season. Yeah. Um, and I'd say just going off that especially in the turnaround to the Duke two games we have coming up UNC and then Florida state back to back. Um, it is nice to see that we can win and win ugly. Um, because I think there had, have been stretches in each of the three following games where, or each of the three prior games where, um, we kind of could not figure out a groove offensively or like who to go to, to get points offensively. Um, and like in those, sorts of situations, even if your defense is good, if you're not actually creating things for yourself on offense and nobody's kind of taking charge, then those games can easily slip away from you. Um, and so it was good to see that we can kind of scrap and manage to string something together to kind of get some momentum to get back into things and then take a lead. Um, and especially to see that we can do that on the road. I think this is a team where I've, I've said before, like this is a team where they really do need that kind of home crowd support to like help them get going in some of these mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. And so it was really nice to see that even in these super like, well, they did un- have, they did have it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like half of the crowd was cheering for Duke in this one. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you're going to, in the Northeast, you're going to get that. It's great. Uh, <laughs> not, not so much at Syracuse. That was a true, I mean, no, right. That yes. was a true road game. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're rabid. But they also, I got to say, uh, as somebody who grew up watching them, they have uh, a football stadium that they play in. So the environment mm-hmm. there is it's not as pressing. Different. 
Yeah, it's not the same. Um, they have good fans and they have a good you know history and, and tradition, but uh, it's not. It doesn't feel like you have people on top of you. And also, there's a big screen in the middle, and then like an entire other half yeah. of the football stadium on the other side. So there's a whole thing there. But yeah, look, this game I think did have classic letdown uh, potential because it's between Syracuse and North Carolina. Um, yeah, and I'll just say again, good win. And if you're gonna shoot one for fifteen, Lord. this is the game to do it. Uh, certainly, Carolina and Florida State are not the games to do. I looked up our stats; we're a thirty-six percent three-point shooting team, which is good. Mm-hmm. It's not great, but it's it's good. It's, it's enough. good enough that you want pe- you want you want to defend out there. Times is fine with that percentage. You don't that no problem with that. So yeah, if you're gonna have a dud, have it now. And then we got away with it. We stole one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ariana, you're you're absolutely right, though. I, I think the striking thing is that for large stretches of all three games, we could not score. Yep. Um, we, we couldn't figure it out. So yep. so maybe at the beginning of this game, it was more the shots weren't falling. Mm-hmm. But I think in, in the Syracuse game and, and the Pitt game, uh, you know, when Pitt came back and made that big run towards the end of the game, certainly towards the beginning of the Syracuse game, there were moments where we just looked completely lost. Yeah. Um, you know, moments not unlike what was what was the game um, uh, we lost? It was the Louisville game where we had that really terrible like two possessions in a row right at the end. Right at mm-hmm. the end, yeah, yeah. And it was like, what, what are we doing? Exactly. Like, did we forget how to play basketball? <laughs> well, yeah. You you and I just had that conversation before you came. Who's the alpha dog? Right. Who's the guy who is going to step up, have the ball in his hands, and score at the end of the game? Yeah, could be Trey. It could be Cassius Stanley. I don't know who else it really would be. Yeah, unless you can post Vern up, but I it's got to be one of them. Well, okay, uh, so today was Trey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Trey, and Trey was really good today. Trey yeah. had two amazing drives that that turned that game around, and at the pass to Delorier. Yeah, he was fantastic under pressure, as he usually is. Mm-hmm. And I think the prior two games, it was Carey who had kind of the knockout games versus Pitt and Cuse, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, no, he had 26 um, in both games. Yeah. But it is something that, like, thinking about the remainder of the season and looking into tournament time, we are really going to have to figure out in those tough moments down the line, who are we going to trust with the ball in those instances? Because we're not going to have the time to kick the ball around the perimeter or drive to the middle of nowhere and either turn it over or kick it back out to the half court line. Um, Like, you can only do that so much and get away with it. And so we're going to have to figure out who is our guy who's going to take over for us and like see us through those stretches where we just can't get things going on offense. I would love to see it be Wendell Moore. Um, I think that would be really great. I think his style of play is well suited to adopt that position. I think he just needs to be smarter with where he places the ball and bolder in his decisions to drive to the basket. But we don't have, you know, in RJ or a Zion who you put the ball in their hands and they're going to create, um, or, you know, a Marvin Bagley, like we had two years ago. So we, we need to, we need to figure that out and somebody needs to step up and say, I'm doing this for us. Yeah, that's totally right. And, uh, I, I was just looking at the Ken Palm ACC defensive rankings. And if you had to guess, uh, who are the best four that are not Duke? Uh, UVA. Actually, no. Really? Yeah. Not among the best four defensive teams? Oh, I'm totally wrong. They're number one in the nation. I was going to say, yeah. I just saw a stat that said <laughs> yes. that they have the lowest yes, yeah. the lowest points scored. I, I was like, what did I look I, at I earlier? To- I totally glazed over the... Uh, yeah, UVA is number one. Yeah. Okay, after, um, after that, uh, there are four teams in the top 40 besides Duke. 
Pro- uh, probably Florida, Florida State. State. Florida State would be, number yeah. 21. Um, Louisville is number, it looks like number 12, 13. Okay. Uh, but the other two are interesting. It's Clemson and Georgia Tech. And the reason oh, I bring I that up guessed. is that these are the teams that we've that had trouble with. That us, yeah. yeah. Um, and they have good interior defense, mm-hmm. every single one of them. And is so Georgia Tech still killing whoever they were playing, Virginia Tech? Are they, is that who they're playing tonight? We uh, They were up by like 28 or something crazy. Damn. Let's do a live look. Live look, Cameron Crazies. Woo. Live look, basketball. Cameron. It's Cameron Lazies. Cameron Lazies. <laughs> <laughs> Sit with us. Uh, 76 to 57 victory for Georgia Tech, who yeah. are, you know, shockingly, I would say an underachieving five and seven in the ACC based on how de- decent I thought they were. Everyone's yeah. going to finish 10 and 10. It really, yeah. yeah. It, it's it like could Boston be. College. Will, I mean, t- yeah. like, what, what, what would you give me? I would say four teams. Wait, how many teams? 16 now? Yeah, that sounds right. Six teams finished 10 and 10. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, Is that it? possible? Yeah, yeah, sure. Ma- I don't, I don't know. think there I'm are enough games left math. for that to happen. No, but like you're looking at well, be- no, no, look. between six and four and five and seven uh, or and four, four and, and six, six. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine teams. I Holy shit. Yeah. What the fuck? So, yeah, like if this was like a promotion relegation thing, you, yeah. you'd, you'd have quite a battle on your hands. Now, even more remarkably, the worst team is three and eight. Usually you'll have a stinker team, but there's three teams at three and eight. So wow. there's a lot of Carolina, funnily enough. That's, yeah. But yeah, so the uh, reason I brought up the defense is to go back to your point. I think that's the way to beat Duke, which I know sounds mm-hmm. like a, something obvious to say, but when you have strong team defense and you have... Um, big guys inside you can really flummox us and i want to see us play more games against teams like that because mm-hmm. we're going to get them in the tournament yep. so to some extent uh when you have these wins over teams like syracuse okay you scored 97 points against yeah. them they're a good team and they can actually beat you but they're not going to play that lockdown defense that we saw with louisville right where at the end they kind of wear you down and you don't know what you're doing yep. anymore uh, we're going to see that in Florida State. We will not see it against Carolina this weekend. Right. Even though still they're starting to play a little bit better, they can win that game. Yep. Just like any UNC Duke game can mm-hmm. go either way. Yeah, we're um, like totally evenly matched in games and point total points for that rivalry right now. Yeah, I saw 50-50 in the last 100 yep. or something. Yep. Crazy. So anyway, I, I do want to see us play. I'm glad. They're uh, cherry picking those statistics. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I mean, to how be they, fair. How could they possibly do that? Yeah, I mean it's a hundred games. If, I would agree if they said like the, in the last in the last ninety eight games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they used to do that though. Oh, they definitely have. Yeah. Uh, anytime you can get even. Points. But who cares about a hundred? <laughs> well, hundred. I mean, that's it's a round even number. I care. I know. Um, but yeah, late you in the season, are, you guys easy are to so think about into the decimal system. Oh my God! Tell us, tell us, <laughs> Mister Pretentious, how much better the metric <laughs> system is. No, that is the metric. That oh, is, yeah, right. Yeah. What are you, a base 12? Yeah. Well, <laughs> anything other than 10. In the last 144 games. <laughs> that's right. 12 squared. Show me the stats for the last 144 games. <laughs> it's either you count in binary or you count in 12s. Yes. Okay. I don't care. And anything else is... Nothing else matters. Weak. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got we got some tough defensive games left, but not many. And yeah. I want I really want to see us play well against Florida State. Yeah. When we go on the road to Virginia... And really, in the ACC schedule, that's about those it. Those are yeah, those are the two. Um, <sighs> On paper, our schedule is pretty soft here at the end, which is why I think we have a chance to do big things. But you can't you can't uh, drop look out a, for state. I was gonna say yeah. you can't drop a stupid one at state. Yep, you can't. Uh, like I, you know, Louisville's got to lose, but I think they will. 
But yeah, there's definitely some pitfalls there. The Florida State game on Monday. Is it's going to be tough. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. And especially because as we've kind of, uh, we've talked about this before in regards to Vernon Carey, how like the type of defense he saw against Georgia Tech, like big guys in the lane, really, you know, reaching in, hassling him when he's like trying to get the ball into the, ba- into the basket. And that amount of contact bothers him enough that it makes it really difficult for him to finish. Um, and we saw similarly tonight with Boston college, he had difficulties like actually finishing and like getting, um, getting baskets that way because they were playing Vern the same. It was totally a Vern hands game, yeah. like horribly. Mm-hmm. Um, and like with Florida state, like, they're the body of a typical Florida state player is like the perfect foil to Vernon Carey. Yeah. Um, yeah. They start like five of them usually. Yeah, exactly. Like their whole lineup yeah. is like, and there's five super more on tall, the bench, super lanky, super yeah. strong. Yeah. Um, and he does like Leonard Hamilton really likes that yeah. full man, like rotation, like <laughs> five for five. It's and like, uh, everybody knows that they have to contribute. It's like the arrested development. Uh, <laughs> He has a type. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Leonard indeed. Hamilton definitely has a type. And it works for him. Yeah. They have great teams. Uh, yeah. They, it definitely does. So we'll see. Uh, there's a lot to come on. But yeah, I do. We have specific thoughts about any of these games um, before we get on. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, I have one thought, uh, which is that our uh, free throw shooting has been a lot better. And that's encouraging. Seven for eight for Vern tonight, including some big yeah. ones in the second yeah. half. Uh, we also did very well at Syracuse to, to kind of salt that game away eventually, uh, but but made the free throws that we were given. I don't remember the pick game, uh, it really being a problem. Yeah, I don't think we shot a ton of free throws that game. It was so long ago. 16 for 20 against BC. Mm-hmm. Just now. Yeah, that's good. Um, let us go to the schedule. I'm navigating like a fiend against Syracuse. The total was 29 for 33, which mm-hmm. is very even better yeah. for high volume. And then against how many three, how many free throws do you think we shot against Pitt? Uh, 12. I was going to say 18, Ooh. but I might be less. It was 12. Nice. No, 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 that was oh. them. It was 26. Oh. Oh. No, no, you're looking at oh. 15. Oh, okay. It was right in between us. Okay, all right. Wait, you said what? I said 18. He said 12. Okay. So it was right in between. Yeah, it was only 10 for 15, so that was fine. Yeah. Well, price, um, yeah the price is right rules, I would. You do. Oh, boy. She gave you a generous get. Hey, I can't, you know? I can't help it. <laughs> I have to stir the drink. <laughs> you do. You're the straw. You're the straw, I've always said. Um, but not one of the plastic straws. No, because that's bad for bad the environment. For the metal mm-hmm. straw I keep in my drawer. <laughs> I don't, I'm always afraid. Like if I carry one of those around, I'm gonna stab myself. Like like I'm gonna fall weird, right? And, and like actually go like catheterize yeah. myself. Yeah, imagine it. And that, that's again. That's one of the ones you go to the doctor. Do, right? They're like, how did this happen? The straw went up my urethra. One, I, one I in a million times. <laughs> I just wanted to note that Aaron just did a Seinfeld reference. Sometimes it feels like he doesn't know any pop, pop culture. culture. I've <laughs> known all the pop culture references. That's he just, the, I just, you just don't like our audience to know. One. I knew that one. Which one was that? The dentist system. I knew oh, that one. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Uh, right. I've, I've, I catch on. You're hip. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm, You're I'm hip with the youth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, when I did the rest of the development one, you just kind of stared ahead. Catatonic. Yeah. <laughs> That's I've, how he I've feels about those. arrested you know, development. Okay. You get it. You get it. Um, I want to talk what about what is that in reference to though? Who? What's the type? Job. Uh, Job yeah. brings home by accident like some old woman, I think, or he has a relationship with a very old woman, and uh, George Michael is like, well, he has a type. 
Okay, so yeah. it's a job. It's a yeah. job thing. Uh, okay, I want to talk about Coach K. Let us. Is it too late? Is it too early in the program? No. No. Okay. Let's let's dig in. Can you introduce it, Aaron? Because I want to compose my thoughts and get ready for a take. Okay. Uh, I think Ari- Ariana, let's do it together. Okay. Because you had the perspective of mm-hmm. being at the game. Indeed, I did during the incident. Yes. Um, I had the perspective of watching on TV, uh, albeit with no sound. Yeah. So I missed all the commentary and kind of had to piece together what was mm-hmm. happening. And I think we were texting each other mm-hmm. during About the game it. as well. <clears throat> so at some point you see Coach K screaming, shut up, shut up. Yep. Um, having to be held back mm-hmm. by the official. Um, what is this in response to? So, so could you hear it? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, for reference, because I stand behind, I stand behind the basket that is closest to Duke's bench. Um, and so I got to see like this unfold from like a great angle. Cause I could see coach K and what he was doing and also the crazies in their response to what he was doing. Um, and so at that point in the game, the Cameron crazies were s- chanting coach Capel sit with us, which is normally what they do when like recruits are there or celebrities are there to try and get them to like so come like, over into the student. Can section. we do the chant? Is it coach sure. Capel sit with us? Coach Capel sit with me. us. <laughs> okay, great. So, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, that wasn't too hard to understand. Nope. Here in, in the studio. Yep. Uh, but apparently Coach K has some kind of misunderstanding yes. about what's being said. Yes. And, oh. Good. Sorry. Oh, I'm, you're, I'm, you're, you're I'm researching. Prepping, I'm prepping a clip. What, okay. Of what Coach K thinks that uh, students should be chanting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm ready for it when we need it. Cool. <clears throat> Uh, and then as the halftime yes. uh, buzzer sounds, yes. Coach K walks over mm-hmm. to the student section. Yep. So what do you see? Because we actually got a really good angle on the TV. Yeah. Um, all right. So what what do you see? Yeah. So um, at that point in time, like buzzer goes off for halftime, players and assistants and whatever start going back to respective locker rooms. And Coach K does not go with the crowd. And he makes a beeline for the Cameron Crazies. And he is like hitting himself while he is yelling at them. And um, like the whole student section just like shut down. Like, it was like if you had upset your grandfather yeah. and, like, you didn't know what to do with yourself because your grandpa is now yelling at you. Yeah. Like, they just... I was in Korea! Totally done. Yeah. Like, and you could, like, you could just see them, like, recoil into themselves with shame. Yeah. Because they had upset him so, so deeply. Okay, and you could really see... because You could the, you could feel how upset he was. The, yeah. the, the wonderful angle that we got was, it was Coach K from full back. Mm. Um, just... And the kids head on. Yeah. Looking stunned. Yeah. Um, uh, and possibly confused. Yes. <laughs> about why they were being scolded. Uh, but I think we've set the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach K had an outburst or two. Yep. Uh, and uh, it was over this particular cheer. Yeah. So. Yeah. And after telling them to shut up, he, the thing that he was yelling at them when he walked over was he's one of us. He's one of us. While Um, he was pounding himself in the chest. Yeah. So. So Shane. Yeah. What's your hot take? Go off. Well, hold on. I want to, I want to show what Coach K said after the game. Yes. Okay. I think it's a funny clip. Um, 
now. So we're gonna have some unauthorized audio here. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's I've gotten permission from Coach. Oh, okay. I apologize for the, you know, the, you know. Let's think of a different cheer. Let's put it like defense. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, Duke. <laughs> Come on, Duke. Come on. So that was Coach. I hope you guys got to hear that. I hope that was. Go team. uh, Yeah. The thing is, it's so, this whole thing is so hypocritical and stupid. First of all, if you're going to yell at the kids, know what they're doing. He apologized because he realized that he was completely off base lecturing them for something that they were doing that like honored Capel. They weren't razzing him or anything. Oh, was he lecturing them? Or was he straight up verbally assaulting them? Yeah, yeah, but it was yeah, exactly. Like either way, like get get the deets right, okay? As a journalist, get the deets right. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. That's my tagline. Yeah, you know, I go yeah. around. You see my hat. I it's says, true. Get the it says right. that's what your hat it, says. It's deets with a Z. Um, so yeah, get that right. And then like this is like such bullshit because he doesn't want the kids doing that. I mean, Aaron and I remember Maryland games where the entire place was chanting "Sweat, Gary, Sweat." And like driving him nuts and like getting him technicals and Coach K just sitting there smiling. Like he wants Cameron to be rabid. Yeah. And I don't know. This, this politeness, it, it's like, okay, it gets to this whole thing. There's been a lot of, this year in particular, there's been a lot of controversy about the Cameron crazies. In fact, there were just some letters to the Duke Chronicle that I think might be worth reading. Um, but the, the general gist of it is that the Cameron crazies are not good anymore. Mm. Well, like many things, uh, in this culture of ours, there's probably some truth to it, but the kids are being blamed for something that is out of their control. Cause on one hand, you've got people like coach K screaming at them when they do something wrong. Uh, you've got like, they're being inundated with these calls for civility, for politeness. It's not like it used to be. But it's not like they're any dumber or any less passionate. It's just that they're not allowed to do things, and they get yelled at when they do even something minor like that. Well, not even that. They they live in a twenty four seven culture of surveillance. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Which yeah. is um, very interesting. Right, that any moment that can be captured caught on, on video, film, audio, etc. Absolutely, and then you know, yeah, they're done forever. Yeah. I also want to say um, all these like seventy year olds complaining. Let me make you a child again. Foist technology on you because we don't know the effects of it quite yet. Mm-hmm. Rewire your brain so that you have trouble like paying attention to anything for a long period of time. And let's see if you are going to go to like a Tuesday game versus Boston College at 9 p.m. Or, or if you're going to be passionate. Like it, Kids are different today because we have... <laughs> inundated them with things that uh has completely changed their like focus of attention has completely changed their attention span they live in a completely different world and it's our fault for not realizing the pitfalls of it in time um but like, again like these kids are not to blame so let me read yeah and coach k chill out for god's sake these so i will add one thing to this um, and I didn't know this, but it kind of, I think, gets to why this particular instance upset him the way that it did. Um, I mean, one, again, the two days before this game, Kobe Bryant had died in a helicopter accident. We know that Kobe Bryant and Coach K had a close relationship. Two, Jeff Capel, when he was a player at Duke, it was during the time that Duke was like trying to get to a place of being prominent. And Jeff Capel was struggling in his senior year and Duke students continually gave him shit. And coach K is really protective of him because of the fact that like, 
time and time again, Jeff Capel as a player was not treated well by his own fan base. And so between those two things, I think that just primed Coach K to react in that sort of way. Good. And how old is Coach Capel? I don't know. Okay, he's he's over yeah. twenty two. Yeah, he's so. not a, he's not a child anymore. Right. So so yeah. I, I think well the latter point I hear you. I, I the former like, the for, former point I, I agree. You know. Uh, okay. Oh come well, on! We're no, gonna no, play no. No, no, bad no, no, behavior no. based on Kobe. No no no, no. I'm not. I, um, I'm I didn't have a close relationship with Kobe Bryant, and I was dealing with my thoughts and feelings about his death for that entire week. So yeah, yeah are you screaming I'm going at to, people because of Kobe dying. Well, so I'm 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 willing to to be the the mediator in this situation, uh, first time for me, uh, and say shut I up, think, Aaron. You, I think you we can <laughs> listen. I'm don't trying, you I'm can't trying. yell at me. You can't I'm assault one the of, mediator. I'm one, of, I'm one of you, Aaron K. He's one of <laughs> us. Um, Google uh, Gobble. Not K. My last name is not K. Oh, um, uh, take that out. Edit it out. No one can know. Okay. Um, Definitely. So I'm fi- I'm fine with accepting that point, um, Shane, and I think you can be okay with accepting that point too. What point? The point that Coach K's emotional state can. We Just can, because we can you bel- don't want to deal with your emotions about the Kobe Bryant loss, Shane, I doesn't don't mean have that them. other don't people don't. We, don't. we can believe that he was in an upset emotional state. Yes. Yeah. Shane can't. I, I can't disprove it. Okay, you can't. Fine, fine. <laughs> um, even then, does it excuse the behavior? I'm probably on the side that says, eh, no, um, because it's it's different when you're in that kind of situation in front of all that all those people um, and doing the kinds of things that you do. The latter point is different. The, how? Well, when you when you so is he just supposed to shut all that stuff down for the sake of professionalism for a game? If he had done that in a different job, he could have been yes. Like if he wasn't Coach K, actually yes. Yeah, I am going to say that. Yeah. So should all the NBA players who are reacting to Kobe Bryant's death and like sobbing on the court have been like ridiculed for that? Totally different. How they didn't scream at any kids? Yeah, like if if you got in a fight after and were like, I was so angry about Kobe's death that I punched someone out, then I would say, yeah, that's you got to control yourself. So. I, I, I'm much more concerned with the paternalistic angle that Coach Capel is Coach K's guy who he has to protect from these mean kids yeah. who are saying something about him. I I think that goes to a mindset thing that, that we're never going to, to fix about Coach K, right? Like, this is who this guy is, right? He believes that he has... For, for good or for ill, some kind of special proprietary interest in other people's lives where he can take on a protector role. Um, that makes me uncomfortable. It's condescending. It's patronizing. It's also a little... It seems a little like not letting Coach Capel, who, of course, right after the game says, I, I don't care what they're saying, right? And... Sounded fine to me. Didn't notice. Yeah, like, I don't need you to protect me, right? Um, but he does do this. And he's not Coach Capel's dad. Yeah. Does Coach Capel need someone to protect him at this point? I don't think that's necessarily the point, right? Even after you are grown adults, 
there are still oftentimes older adults who have been a part of your upbringing that will step into that role for you, regardless of whether you need it or not, because they feel it is the thing to do. Again, whether you need it or not, and whether the thing coming at you is actually a threat or not. And so I think while all of those things might be in play, Jeff Capel doesn't need somebody to like come and protect him. The thing going against him was like words coming from a group of like 20 somethings like those things don't necessarily matter considering the role that coach K felt that he played in that situation as protector right given the history that underlied it and so while yes like all the things that you said might be true they don't well is they coach don't K, is he the protector of the of what of the duke basketball Program extended of, family tree of the yes of yeah. the brotherhood. But here, but let me just say this though. I mean, like you know, the Cameron Crazies are also a big part of the Duke basketball program, and so for him to come over and scream at them when he really had no idea what was going on, I, I just it shows a lack of respect. I mean, and again, Coach K is far more powerful and a more important figure than a bunch of students sitting there. But they're there to support their team. Okay, they could be studying, they could be doing something else. And to have your the coach yell at you for something innocuous like that, to me, if I had been yelled at by him, my personality had been like, fuck you, I'm never coming to another game. Oh, I, I'm serious. See, I, I feel I feel differently. Being yelled at uh, being yelled at by Coach K is kind of awesome. Right? <laughs> like we were there when he yelled at us. That crazy old coot. I guess, yeah. I mean Right, like don't But he, to like me JJ, he's not JJ Reddick used to say stuff like this, like Coach K would scream at them and scream at them. And then all the players would get together and be like, what the hell was he saying? Right? They would just laugh at him behind his back because he was kind of a ridiculous old Human man. Human being, yeah. Um, and, like, that's that's cool. That's interesting. Um, See, I, I disagree with your perception of him. I find him to be a very powerful person with, like, a lot of influence. And I, I think, like, I don't see him as an old coot that you can kind of, like, giggle at behind your back. I see him as a, an esteemed big figure who shouldn't be using his clout to yell at his fans. Well, I don't think anybody should be yelling at anybody in public. Yeah. Okay. Save it for home. Right. Yes. Yeah, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron. Pro yell. We'll beep that part we'll out. Leave it out. Leave it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. So we've all made our points. I, I think there's not a ton of agreement in this room, but I, I do want to read this uh, letter to the editor at the Duke Chronicle from David Sotolongo of class of 1982, which puts him David at... David Sotolongo, we outed you. Yeah, yeah. well, you outed yourself. You outed yourself. Yeah. It's a one that's, paragraph. That's what people do when they write letters to the editor. Yes, you are now a public figure and <laughs> can't sue us. He says, uh, as one of the alumni who started the craze of camping out for games, it started in 1979, not 84, as others have suggested... I am appalled at the empty seats in the student section after our two-game losing streak. Today, I received an email that tickets are available for the Pittsburgh game, anticipating the student section will again have empty seats. What is going on? Are you all only interested in Duke basketball if we are undefeated? This is a great team who are busting their butts on defense and getting better every week. Shame on you. Show up. Get loud. Let's go, Duke. So, thank, <laughs> thank you, Boomer, first of all. Thank you, Boomer, first of all. David Sotolongo. Class of 82, that means he's born roughly in 1960, meaning he is now 60 years old, about. Um, so, anyway, 
let, let's get thoughts on that. Did, we, a did student, we get oppo on this guy? I didn't get any oppo on him, no. <laughs> okay. uh, I'll do that next time. We'll do a whole episode, a David Sotolongo episode. I've got some parsing to do here. Yeah, he owns a cobalt mine in Siberia, um, but Great. I'm sure it's cool. Uh, Today I received an email that tickets are available for the Pittsburgh game, comma, anticipating the student section will again have empty seats. All right. Do you think that Duke marketing or Duke ticket marketing is sending out emails saying we, we anticipate that the student section will have empty seats. Is that what they do? So they do an estimate and account of how many, like they have the undergrads do account of this is how many students we think we'll have in our section. And so it, as a means of filling that section, I imagine that they might as a means of like getting folks into Cameron and to fill out section 17. So not that we'll have some, some empty standing room seats tonight. Um, is anyone interested? But uh, we are anticipating the student section will again have empty seats. They would never put that kind no. of language in an email. So, no. so David, I just want to put this or in context. Or is David anticipating that the student section will again have empty seats? I, yeah, my guess is that's a logic jump from him yeah. getting an email honestly, saying it like... Matter. I don't know why we're talking about that. Let's, let's go back to the main topic here. Uh, well, no, I think it's interesting. It is, it, is, it is interesting. Because David Sotolongo is creating kind yeah. of a reality of his own. Uh, well, he's a boomer, man. That's what they do. <laughs> That's how they operate. No, but so, look, David Sotolongo, I, I just want to like put this in context. <laughs> I love how we just keep repeating his David name. David Sotolongo. I want to put this in context. He graduated in uh, 1982. What do you think tuition was then? Ooh. $1,500. Yeah, it's probably cost like a quarter to go to a class. <laughs> you put it in like a laundromat. You got to go. You class put, of 82 is before Duke was even relevant. Like a national yeah. so, power of a school. So, David Sotolongo, your SAT scores are probably oh much lower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, look, but he says this. Now, he is there, this guy who probably paid off his college like debt while he was there, bought a house when he was 22, got married, had some good job, and he's rich now. He's telling kids, he's lecturing kids who are there paying $60,000 a year, uh, who probably work their tails off because of our crappy job market. Uh, they know they have to work hard to get a good job. So he's telling these guys uh, who live in a completely different world than him that he has helped fuck up, to be honest, because he is who he is. Uh, he's telling them that you got to get out there. You owe it to the Duke basketball team. Who all these kids go for free. All the Duke basketball team goes for free. None of the revenue they generate goes to the students directly. They still have to pay their debts. He's telling them, it is on you. You owe them to show up at 9 o'clock on a Tuesday or whatever. I have a big problem with this. I do not agree with David Sotolongo. And I want to get your thoughts. Well, okay, go through your reasoning. Uh, other than, I mean, what, that... Because it's not his business. They, those kids don't owe him or the team anything. Oh, yeah, like anyone who writes into an editorial page. <laughs> like, that's their business. No, everyone should stay out of every... Okay, so my no, I'm rule, saying, I'm saying no yelling in public no, and stay out, and out, stay out of everyone's business. business. No, but the, he is acting like they owe the team to be there. The students do not owe anything. I'll tell you what the students owe is... now you're reading into the... No, his words. No, yeah, he's saying this is a great team who are busting their butts on defense. Shame on you, show up, get loud. Show up. He's demanding. Yeah. He, he's demanding. He's saying you owe it to this team. And uh, I just think that's like incredibly condescending. I don't think the students owe anything. And I especially don't think if they're going to go and try to have a little fun and get screamed at by their coach. If I were the Cameron Crazies, I would unionize and boycott. <laughs> 
pronto. Yeah. Oh, man. And then the next time I showed up, I would do a big chant that said, Coach K, you don't own us. Coach K, you don't own us. Like that. Mm. And, and establish that we are a hostile force now. <laughs> oh. Sometimes we might cheer for Duke, but we don't have to. If the other team wins us over, we'll cheer for them. It's up to you if you want to have a home court advantage because we are the people who deliver that. So you treat us, start treating us right. David Sotolongo, Coach Sotolongo, <laughs> sit with us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Cameron Lazy's crazies. If you're listening to this, do that chant. Um, what do you think, Ariana? So, I mean, I don't think this letter is worth spending that much time on. I think it's an antiquated view of the way that, like, things worked when he was a college student and the fact that they're different now and he doesn't like it. And like, I've talked about the fact that Cameron is different now than when I started graduate school in 2012, but I also and recognize it's certainly different than we were talking about this. The, yeah. the entire time we were at the game. That's the, that's kind of the nature of it. Right. Though. It is, it is never going to be the same. Right. And like, you have to acknowledge the different demands on students now. And the fact that that's, that's one thing that is going to play into like what their attendance looks like, but also other factors, just a in society in general and B at Duke are also going to play into the types of things that go on in a stadium at, at basketball games. And so, I think it's just one of those you have to, on one hand, you can acknowledge those differences, but it is a a failure and a misunderstanding on your part if you don't see why those differences exist and, like, where they're coming from and, like, acknowledge those things, too. Um, those, those two things have to exist simultaneously. And, like, are there chants that I miss that used to happen in Cameron that no longer happen in Cameron? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that like, I don't know the the students have an obligation to do X, Y, or Z. Um, yeah. Um, so Jackson Floberg class of 2020 wrote back to him and he wrote a long letter. Now Jackson spell that for us, please. J A X S O N. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and judge him. Guess I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and guess who didn't name himself. Again, he, he might have in this generation. <laughs> he might have this generation, him. the kids name themselves. Yeah. You know how it works. Okay. He writes, uh, among what he writes, in 1980, it cost $4,230 to go to school here. Okay. Admissions okay. rates for top-tier universities were vastly higher than the mind-numbing 5.7% mm -hmm. of regular decision acceptances offered this year. The Duke you attended, David Sotolongo, is not our Duke, and I ask you to consider just for a moment that academic life for current students is somewhat less conducive to attending Tuesday night basketball games mm -hmm. against teams in the bottom half of our conference than it was when you were a student. Maybe then you can understand why it's so infuriating to open our newspaper and read mean-spirited statements like, I am appalled and shame on you. On Tuesday, What's this kid doing reading a newspaper? On Tuesday, we were screamed at and embarrassed on national television by a 72-year-old multimillionaire that we literally, literally worship for an innocuous, and I would even say friendly chant. Then afterwards, we had to read the tweets and Reddit posts calling us cowards for our reactions. Our elders have hardly been kind to us. Though many of us have idolized Coach K since birth and are quick to forgive him, your words of anger are those of a stranger. And he goes on and says you should have more empathy. But he's absolutely right. Like he, Jackson, Jackson Floberg nailed it. And uh, like I said, I mean... I, I think the lazies uh, need a little solidarity here against the boomers who are 
spending their days uh, screaming and yelling at them. Afterwards, they had to read the tweets and Reddit posts calling us cowards. Yeah. Oh, so tough. See, look, all your sympathy goes with the oldsters. I think you should examine. No, it doesn't. You it do. doesn't. You because, do. You uh, loathe the younger Sada generation. Long, I d- they're both. They're both wrong. It's a basketball game, and it's not that big of a deal. I don't. I really don't think it was. I re- okay. I know that I was. Um, I didn't like the power imbalance of Coach K yelling at mm-hmm. kids. Um, on the other hand, right? He he didn't do anything else. Um, he didn't try to like mess with their permanent records or anything like that. That we know of. I, I mean, that we know of, right? Because I imagine that everyone who goes into Cameron is under some kind of you know multi-angle surveillance. That's what Ariana does. Um, at, it's my at job. When she disappears, she yeah. goes into this massive this surveillance room. room. Yeah. Um, she can command. drone strike anyone in that place <laughs> with precision. Um, and Sadalongo, like, so, uh, ooh, all right, I don't want to tell too much about my my former past or my past your mm-hmm. former past. my former past <laughs> but i was at an entity at duke that used to receive interesting messages mm-hmm. from alumni uh and they were they overwhelmingly reflected poorly on the current the, duke no no on oh. the person writing them oh yeah. okay right yeah. um which is why i never as a rule uh write anything to any kind of publication as a letter to the editor because clearly you you need to be doing something else. A fellow once wrote to us and just an incredibly racist message uh, on his prescription pad. Um, so he was a practicing physician. Awesome. Uh, oh boy. He uh, wanted you to know it too. And he underlined the, that's um, a no-no word that he underlined, all caps, um, writing that on his prescription pad. Wow. So Jeez. like... so. <laughs> I don't have sympathy for for the kinds of people who are getting, and I'll say it, butt hurt by this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like sit down, chill out, mm-hmm. yep. right? Relax, Jackson. I feel bad that you had to read the the mean Reddit posts and Twitter. Don't laugh at him while you're I saying underst- it. But I, I actually don't feel sorry for that. I understand that the one girl tried to kill the guy or killed the guy. What? By making him do read oh, the, the oh, mean oh, text yeah. messages. Um, oh, really? I don't yeah, know that was this a is. thing. They, yes, the online bullying is bad. Online bullying it's is a thing that it's is oh, very yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, get I just didn't know the case you were um, talking about. Uh, so that's, that's real. real. But Shane, your economic angle and uh, uh, all of that, I kind of also feel like, well, they're at Duke. They knew what they were signing up for yeah. with the fan culture, and and if they want to go, they want to go. Um, but I would say I'd, I'd say I'm mostly on my side of the issue, <laughs> which is that I have the absolute correct take, uh, and that nobody else is right. All right, uh, Ariana, anything to add before we scooch on? Um, I I mean, I don't know. To me, I think. It's very much a non-issue. Everybody is allowed to, A, have a bad day and do something that they regret and maybe didn't mean to. And, like, unfortunately, this was, in this instance, this was Coach K's. And it was nationally televised for everybody to see. And it was not a great moment. 
Did he apologize to the Cameron crazies? Yes. Did he have a private conversation with them to talk about like what happened? Yes. Oh, he did. Well, no. Yes, he did. Wait, I heard differing things about the, the 30 minute conversation where he summoned a bunch of people in to so, the media room. Undergrads are tenting right now for the right. UNC game. And so he invited those who are out tenting. I thought in. he showed them videos of old Cameron crazies chants that he liked trying to instruct them of how to not make him angry again. So he talked to them. So like the article, at least from my understanding, the article that I read talking about like his means of like wanting to protect Jeff, Jeff Capel, that was something that he shared during those conversations in addition to whatever videos like he showed. Um, And so it was not a, mistake without recognizing that something needed to be done to reconcile it. It wasn't that he was just like a dick and was like, yeah, (laughs) suck it. Like (laughs) he, he didn't do that. And like, I think that goes to show like how important the Cameron crazies are for Duke basketball, that he didn't just leave it sitting that way. Even if maybe his apologies was one of those, like, I'm sorry, but, also, here's what I was, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think I also just like recognize the emotional difficulties of of that situation, whether or not others feel like it was justified. Um, but I don't know. I think in long term, it is unimportant. I think when it comes to the like culture of like the Cameron crazies and who they are and what they do, I mean. In general, when you look at kids in this younger generation and you look at society and how fucked society is and the different pressures that are on them to succeed or, like, try and make sense of all these different things going on, um, I mean, like, give give the kids a break. So... Yeah. And again, I go back to their chant was friendly. I'm going to galaxy brain you guys. Oh, boy. Mm. I love it. Coach K does this, knows that it's going to be taken wildly out of, you know, it's going to become viral, yeah. right? So that other people think that he's losing it. It's possible. <laughs> he planned it out, the whole thing. And what does that do? Uh, For it him. makes others underestimate him mm. uh, because they think that he's kind of a ridiculous, doddering old fool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He did tweet out a photo the other day of him just gripping like five crayons <laughs> and the wall behind him is just messy with crayons. Uh, so uh, yeah, there may be a campaign to to say he's kind of going dotty. Um, all right. Uh, holy cow, 50 minutes. Guys, we have UNC on Saturday. We do indeed. And frankly, from what I've heard from both of you, I don't know if you're ready. Well, I just want to know. I just want to know. I just want to start screaming at you. <laughs> I just want to know if it's going to be okay if everyone says Carolina eats shit. I mean, we still chanted that at the pit game. Yeah, everybody. That's been a tradition as long. Yeah, like, you're instructing someone to eat feces. Yes. Yeah. But now, but in our Carolina, are our guys. demands are our demands of the Carolina students to eat feces too much? No. Should the Carolinas? Not have to eat feces? No, they should have to. Are we the David Sadalongos? No, no, no. Look, we don't <laughs> specify what kind of feces they eat. That's up to we them. We say, show up, eat feces. 
No, 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 no. We don't. We don't say they have to do it then. What we are commanding them is to eat shit at some other time, and it can be any kind of shit that okay. they want. So there's freedom for them within the context of what we're making them do. I think that's very different from a Sotolongo. Where you situation. said show up, get loud. Yeah, show up, get loud. So we just say eat shit at some mm, later point. It's go to hell, eat shit. Oh, go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell, eat, eat shit. shit. Yeah. So is it? Do you have to do them? Okay, yes, you don't have to do them both at the same time. No, you just have to eventually do both. Okay. Just say please in front of it. Okay. Carolina, please go to hell. Please, please eat, eat shit. shit. <laughs> that could work. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, Carolina playing uh, yeah, yeah, kind of a little bit better, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they have Cole Anthony back. They have some of their other pieces back from injury, too. He's insane for coming back, may I just say. Uh, good for him, yeah. I guess, but like... I feel like a commentator sometime this past weekend made a comment that like Cole Anthony coming back showed that he was a better man than he, whoever the commentator was. <laughs> Essentially, the commentator was like, I wouldn't have come back. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting choice. I mean, I'll respect it. And I hope that he still has to eat shit. I mean, it's decreed. We have said it. Um, but I hope that him returning is worth it for him. Um, well, he's not going to keep shooting as poorly as he's been shooting. So his his first two games back, he shot poorly to be expected. Um, of course they're going to be in this game. Oh yeah. They're always in this game. Mm -hmm. Um, someone from them is, if someone from their team, whether it's, uh, Brooks or Baycott or Cole Anthony himself, is going to go off. Yep. And we're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be playing in a mild environment uh, at the Dean Dome. No, 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 no. I wish that were true. It'll be, it'll be hopping. Do you think it'll be raucous? Yep. Mm. It's Duke, man. I don't think it's so. Duke, man. It's, it doesn't matter. It's Duke. They're such losers. <laughs> Even the wine and cheesers will be going nuts. It's the one time of the year they get up for this stuff. Ugh. They're doing a special stuff at Tapo with like free food and you can't giveaways fit like more and than music. People in Tapo. Oh, that's you can't yeah. folks in Tapo. That's why I don't understand why that's such a fun place for everyone to go. Um, I mean, it's because it's swanky and pretentious during the day, and then it becomes a oh, grimy it nightclub really, oh, at it night. A nightclub? <laughs> yeah. I've never been. Yeah. There Have been there. It's an experience. Oh boy! I don't know if you know this. It's also at the top of the hill. Oh, is it now? Yeah. Where is it? Where is it located? Right at the top. Wow. Of a huge hill. I mean, a hill. I I don't know. I don't know how the hill isn't called a mountain. Fascinating. It's a mole hill. (laughs) (laughs) He's made a mountain out of it. Um, The Englishman who went up a hill and came down a mountain is about the guy who started (laughs) top of the hill. That was a that was a pretty obscure early nineties Welsh. Uh, yeah, it was movie, uh-huh. uh, reference. Yep. There yep. you go. Yeah, he went up to there. He made it a mountain. See, that's why I don't respond to your to your pop culture things because, <laughs> like, culture. yeah, I know them. <laughs> huh? But you yes. had no idea who Joe Rogan was earlier tonight. That I know is who true. Joe Rogan is. He's yeah. big into weightlifting and fighting, and he was on the Man Show with the, the man other show. guy. No, he wasn't with Adam show. Carolla. Joe oh no, that was Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the other guy, Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel. Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. Yeah. Jimmy Joe Kimmel is not super into weightlifting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Aaron. Joe Rogaine. 
So, okay. So, amazing. The other thing we talked about the other day that I did want to bring up I'm 100 years old. It's yeah. great, and I love it. Well, it does sound like you know him, and before you claim not to, so I don't yeah. really know so him. So, now I, I think he just parroted the things that we I used to describe I him to you earlier. I think he goes for credit. Oh, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> <better> <laughs> I didn't re- just repeat them. <laughs> I th- really thought that he was the same guy that was on the TV show from the Comedy Central, The Man Show. Uh, I remember watching uh, show. Joseph Rogan. <laughs> man of the pectorals and what have you yes i know him well um we were also talking about pet sounds the other day the beach boys album and aaron made a statement that i want to publicly make him defend Mm. um ariana do you have a do you have a strong uh thoughts on pet sounds or do you have a favorite favorite song okay aaron are you gonna make me defend my favorite song take no 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 that's you can have your favorite song you said anybody who likes God Only Knows is a cop. Correct. Now, that's a pretty beautiful song. Yeah. So what? Why, go ahead. Tell us why you're a Ooh. cop. Because it's, it's the easiest song to say that it's your favorite song from the album. So it's a... It's a soft pick. Okay. Soft that's pick. how I feel about Duke fans that say Christian Leitner is their fl- favorite Duke player. I'm like, you're not a real Duke fan. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the other thing Aaron said is that he doesn't like Sloop John B. Ooh, I really don't. Now, to me, I'm just going to give my perspective. Appropriation. Well, stop that. Here's my thing. If you don't it like It doesn't fit with the rest of the album. Look, let me get my point out, okay? Tucker Carlson here. Uh, you're, you're not going to even get make me uh, defend my best point about the album. Well, no, you can get there later. Thank For you. me, Sloop John B is a beautiful piece of music. The harmony is stunning. Um the cultural appropriation, I don't think, is like really a, an issue in this one. But I say, if you don't like Sloop John B, fundamentally, you don't understand or like music. Wow, bold statement. Okay. Aaron, <laughs> response. No, I agree. I fundamentally don't understand music, <laughs> and I probably am not liking it correctly. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, I kind of want more fight back from you. Now I no, feel, no, now I, I feel bad. No, I feel like I bullied you into submission. No, I've I've always felt this way about music um, that I I do music wrong because I like lyrics more than I like the sounds. Right. And I feel like people who are really into the sounds and and understand how the music works are the only ones who are truly enjoying it. Sure. Um, and that I've always kind of been a second class music liker and listener. Um, I also tend to respond over responded to you know kind of pure emotion mm-hmm. so like when you get you you hear the wagner with all those notes it just overtakes you right yeah and you go yeah. absolutely mad with passions um <laughs> uh, <laughs> adding the s made it weird <laughs> yeah well i had a friend once who said every good serial killer in a movie listens to classical music yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just yeah, but, stare but and you like, underst- like they get really moved and then they like go slice murder people body wide open. no but yeah. you understand that wagner was adding more sounds than people had been accustomed to mm. uh to that point uh, and it was really scandalous. Yeah, music before him was you didn't do more than one note every yeah. thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah, just Bum. one. Yep, just one note. <laughs> and you Bum. let that see. Yep. You could push the pedal Bum. so it lasted a while. No, seriously, go Bum. go listen to your romantic music. Okay, um, give me a give me a little Wagner here. What are what's one of his famous tunes? Uh, the one with the um, that memorable the, br- the one with Brunhilde. The Did you do Ride of the Valkyries? Or yes, no? Ride of the Valkyries. Mm. Okay, was that? Da, 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 da. I can't do it. See, yeah, I'm not can. musical. Go ahead. Da, da, that's not it. 
Oh yeah. That's not it. We're doing the wrong. That's wrong. That's not it. I don't know if that's in Wagner. I don't think so. That is a ton of notes. You're right. Yeah, I know. It's it's really it's manipulative. I'll go find the you know article from the 19th century that I was reading about this. The Nazis loved him, right? They did love Wagner, but he he was not. No, he was dead. Yeah, he was dead, so he's clean. I mean, I think Nietzsche, I think Wagner, I think kind of those guys get looped into a later intellectual movement that right. they were really not a part of. Mm. Yeah, well, even today, the alt-right loves Nietzsche. I don't know about Wagner, but uh, mm. anyway. So Interesting. Okay. What a fascinating detour that was. Now, what about, what was your take? Your My take is that the the album name Pet Sounds mm-hmm. oh, yeah. is, um, it means pet sounds, as in, you know, favorite sounds. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. these are my, my pet, uh, well, you usually sounds. use it like pet peeves, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but things personal to you that are literally the fi- your favorite uh, things that, that you cherish. Um, yeah, like a pet that, student. That the entire album is just made up of Brian Wilson's favorite sounds and that there's nothing else holding the album together other than these sounds. It's interesting. Yeah, I like that. I like that take. Yeah. I looked it up on Wikipedia, but I can't remember a thing I read now. But I think that was one of the theories that was put forward. Oh, really? That That's not just me? No, no, it's not. I think that is the original, uh, like the the inspiration behind the name. Or, or it's one of the stories that's out there anyway. Hmm. These things get clouded with history and everybody has a different tale. Yeah, it was um, history that was clouding everyone's minds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, shall we uh, wrap it up? Call it, it a night? Up? So I'll say to you, Cameron Lazies, we may not always love you, but sure as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. We'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what we do without you. This is the Cameron Lazies. <laughs> Aaron is she like Cameron Lazies. God only knows what I do without you. It's so it's That's, like such Paul McCartney bullshit. That was but you you didn't have the melody right even close. You went to three different places with it's pretty simple. It goes, God only knows what I'd be, be without, without you. you. There you go. Yeah. All right. This could be a musical pod, guys. We should. We should try A whole it. musical episode. I ride on the sloop, John B. I ride my on the sloop. My grandfather <laughs> and me. Oh my God. Everybody's having fun in Nassau Town. That's not it, man. <laughs> yeah. Also, you. I that want is. Aaron that to was, sing that's everything. A, that's an old folk song, so you're making. No, I'm making the. I'm <laughs> making now the you're the cultural appropriator. You're canceled, Aaron. <laughs> you're canceled. canceled. Oh, no. <laughs> There's some old uh, oh my God. Bahamian yes. folk singer oh turning over God. his grave right now. <laughs> He's like, that's not the melody. <laughs> <laughs> that's He's like, the lyrics are right. That's what it yeah. used to be. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> having fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's get the uh, fuck out of here. Um, okay. This is this is our back to basics show. This is yep. we that we're to, yeah, we showing the back, people that we're still here basics. that we still have some fight in us. Yeah, we need and to, we've still been watching basketball. We're not going anywhere. We needed to get some kinks out there too. So <laughs> true. So you stayed with us through that. Look, we're going to be here. I'm going to do something special for y'all before the Carolina game. Ooh, wow. We'll get oh. some. We'll get some UNC person on, and we'll chat it up, and we'll see what's what. Um, we are going to maybe not watch the game together, but record after. Yeah. Are we invited? You definitely are. I think uh, our friend Ariana, I don't want to oh. spoil anything, uh. but may not be able to watch with us, unfortunately. Okay. But um, so 
Yeah. Um, but we're going to record that Saturday or Sunday, yep. hopefully. Okay. So we'll be on that. I'm going to give you some real hoops content. Woo! And we're going to prove that we're serious men and women here. Here to serve the community. Here to yep. serve Duke. And Bring him the message, say the words like, of Duke basketball. Come on, Duke. Yeah. Come Go on, team. Duke. Hey, France. Why don't you tell my boys that they're <laughs> my doing boys. a good job? That should be the chant. Just my boys. My boys. <laughs> my boys. <laughs> my boys are so special. <laughs> I came on the sloop, John B. All my boys and me. Running around in their shorts. Look at my boys. <laughs> All right, that's it. Goodbye, everybody. Oh